0: I mean to get there. I'm hungry. This car smells weird.
1: You all know me. know how I earn a living. You must unlearn
2: what you have learned. You're right. You look a wee bit shaky. I can't breathe. Yes, I'm, I'm a bit nervous myself. Gosh,
0: not again. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law
2: we live or we die by the clock we
0: never turn our back on it and we never ever allow ourselves the sins
2: of losing track of time i
1: don't want to tell you something about time my time is worth money and i don't think you make that kind of money to pay me for my time only a true friend would be that truly out. Okay, Michael. Regular or extra crispy. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Or good afternoon, good night. Whatever time of day it may be when you're you're tuning in, tuning into the podcast. My name is Michael. This is the Freight Broker TV podcast. Uh, we try to get together, do it once a week. Where we get together for about a half an hour, give or take, and uh, Talk about things affecting the transportation industry. The FBTV podcast is not to be confused with the FBTV Radio Live show that can be heard every Friday morning at 10 a.m. live by using our, uh, well, listening live via the uh, radio stream we have. You can hear that. Uh, If you want to tune in live, you can go to our website, freightbrokertv.com. And you will find the FBTV radio player. You'll find the app you can download for an iPhone. You'll find the uh, stream URL. You can enter into that app so that, uh, well, you can uh, listen live. Yeah, plug it in going down the road, you know. Plug it in, go down the road, be able to listen to the live radio from Freight Broker TV. Now, the podcast... That we do here, you know, you can download that, uh, subscribe to our podcast, and it will automatically download, so you can uh, save it, and actually, you're not going to be using any data when you listen back to it. Now, the FBTV Radio Live, uh, once we broadcast, it goes into our archives, and yes, it will become a podcast as well, so if you, if you missed the live show... You can uh, subscribe to the podcast and get that as well. Okay, you want to be part of the show, we encourage it <laughs> to our dismay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, you can do it. Uh, if you got a question, comment, message, uh, feel free to email us. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Now on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com, there are... Contact forums everywhere where you can leave a message, ask your question, or make a comment. And we also have our studio line. Yeah, If you want to call into that, uh, you're going to get a recording, our voicemail, obviously. But uh, yeah, if you want to call and leave your message, comment, or whatever, question, or a voicemail, uh, use our studio line, 479-668-0213. And, uh, yeah, you can uh, leave your message, comment, or question. Keep in mind, you leave a message, comment, or question on the studio line. That is your consent for us to be able to use your voice in a future broadcast, be it podcast, video, radio broadcast, whatever it might be. So, how are we doing this week? Pretty good? Things are trying to get back to normal. Still weird outside. I know Mama got me a really nice vertical pellet smoker for our anniversary slash birthday. She was tricky. I'll tell you about that someday. I'll tell you about it now. We got married 23 years ago. She decided a good time to get married would be the day after my birthday. 23 years later, I got it figured out so she can remember when my birthday is or either when our anniversary is. But anyway, she got me a really nice vertical pellet smoker for our anniversary slash birthday, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I love it, man. It's it's great. I've, I've used it No, no, half a dozen times maybe now, if that many. Uh, A couple of racks of ribs, chicken. Have not been able to do any beef on it yet, you know, or uh, pork butt. Haven't been able to do any pork butt yet. Uh, Beef is too high. I mean, I was looking at a brisket at the store the other day. $105 for a brisket. Come on. Yeah, i would be glad I mean I get it. I know what's going on. I know it's because of the coronavirus and everything like that, but uh come on. You know, so I'm I'm looking I'm in the market for a bone in pork butt. That's the that's the only pork butt I like, not the it's gotta have the bone in, you know, because you know it's done when you just reach in there, grab that bone and it just slides out like it's been buttered on both sides. you got some good eats going on there anyway i know we get off on that topic all right what's going on well fuel prices hanging hanging in there fuel right now 238 a gallon not too much it went down a penny i think from last week i thought it would and uh, gasoline is up two cents from last week it's up to 1.87 so still still doing pretty good there negative headlines got to be negative headlines you know they the press cannot help themselves they've got to publish negatives and uh, you know pretty much we know this already they just got to report it i guess us trailer we're talking about big truck trailers you know dry van flatbed refrigerator us trailer orders hit 30 year low in april hmm not surprising not surprising i can see that com car industries they have declared bankruptcy and uh, class 8 sales fall 47.4 percent in april well not too surprising either uh, class 8 will be the big truck so yeah i kind of get that kind of kind of get that but that's the uh, negative head- negative headlines that we're going to report on this week. Just because you don't, you know, you can just hear the headline, you know the story. And to be honest with you, if you read the headline, you're thinking, well, why do they even waste their time with this story? Common sense tells you that's happening. But hey, man, they got to sell. They got, they got, they got to have content. I get that. I get it. All right, what are we going to be talking about this week? Well, we're going to be talking about uh, auto workers go back to work. Yeah, But the main thing, you know, I got a couple of a few other things in here we're going to be talking about too. But uh, the main thing we're going to be talking about this week is the FMCSA publishes their final hours of service rules. And man, are they proud of nothing. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Come on, we're going to read some uh, comments that Truckers posted about the uh, FMCSA rules. And we're going to be hearing from Elaine Chao as well, U.S. Secretary of Transportation. God bless her. I have nothing against her except, man, she's, uh, I don't know. You'll listen to what she's talking about. Every time I hear her talk, it's always, this is how great we are. I mean, no kidding she can uh, she can take nothing and make it seem like it well, she's a politician bottom line all right hey fbtv morning coffee if you remember that from a couple of months ago it's back after a two months absence if you are an fbtv insider go to freightbroker tv or fbtvinsider.com and you will find it there and it's now on YouTube. Yeah, we're posting it on our YouTube channel, Freight Broker TV on YouTube. So it's going to be posted up there daily in video form, but it is an audio podcast. The FBTV, FBTV Morning Coffee is a couple of two three minutes in the morning. We get together. It sounds like we're at a truck stop having a cup of coffee. We invite you to sit down and we discuss something for that day. This week, we're talking about rates. Uh, well, not rates, but uh, trekking companies, how they can uh, get their own clients. You know, last couple of, uh, two, three, four weeks in the news, it's been all about the uh, protest. You know, these independents protesting uh, rates. A lot is on that bandwagon. <laughs> you know, any time a can find a bandwagon to get on to... Uh, you know, hopefully help increase their membership. They'll sure do it. But, you know, they, they, they got to get on this one. I, I get it. But uh, the thing is, uh, a lot of these uh, small trucking companies pretty much say they're getting screwed by brokers. And sorry, guys, I'm just not just not in that camp. It's You know, if you're hauling it for that rate, well, you're kind of screwing yourselves. You know what I mean? Say no. Just say no. But uh, anyway, getting back to FBTV Morning Coffee, this week uh, on its re-debut, return from hiatus, you know, all week we're talking about how these small companies can go through here and get their own customers. Because if they had their own customers, where they were dealing directly with their own customers this broker rate thing would be a non-issue because they'd be using brokers the way brokers were supposed to be used, which is mainly as a backhaul service to get a load to reposition their equipment to a destination they need that equipment to be. But Anyway, neither here nor there. FBTV Morning Coffee, uh, find it on your favorite podcast app. Use our YouTube channel, whatever you wish to do. But it's there. All right, very good. Okay, what are we going to talk about now? All right, on the road to uh, getting the country reopened, more than 130,000 auto workers went back to work at factories across the U.S. for the first time in nearly two months. They went back to work Monday, the 18th, and one of the biggest steps yet to uh, Restart America. At a Fiat a Chrysler pickup truck assembly plant in Warren, Michigan, just outside of Detroit. I used to live up in Detroit. My daddy's family, they're all from Detroit. And, uh, oh man, late late 80s, early 90s. I can't remember. I went up there for a summer. Spent the summer up there and uh, I had a great time. Great time. This is for... Detroit really went south, you know, I mean, with everything you see, you know, on TV and stuff like that, when things really went, went really bad for Detroit, but man, it was great. It was great. You know, just about on every corner, there was a Coney Island, Ugh.
0: <laughs>
1: but anyway, uh, neighborhood bars, you know, you, 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 know, Fort Smith, where I'm at here in Arkansas, yeah, we're a city about eighty thousand. Yeah, we got neighborhood bars, but not like you see in the big cities. You know, you got a, literally a neighborhood bar. You know, you end of the day, you walk down to the neighborhood bar, you have drinks with your neighbors, have a good time. Yeah, That was nice. But anyway, neither here nor there. And uh, they had White Castle up in Detroit. <laughs> oh, me oh my. Yeah, nothing like uh, coming home from the neighborhood bar and stopping at White Castle, right? Well, maybe not the neighborhood bar, but you get the idea. Anyway, at a Fiat Chrysler pickup truck assembly plant in Warren, Michigan, just outside of Detroit, workers went into a giant white tent, a sign that read, Let's restart and keep each other safe inside. They had their temperatures checked, answered a few questions on whether they had symptoms of the COVID-19. But uh, even though they're back to work, it's going to take, take a little bit of time to get everything cranked up where they're actually sending vehicles out the door. Now, this is a good start. Okay, when things like this start happening, that means the uh, companies that uh, create products to go in the automobiles or whatever the manufacturer needs, you know, the big three up there, uh, the plants need... They're cranking back up. This is going to be kind of a trickle-down effect. And uh, that means there's going to be more freight to ship, which means things are starting to hopefully turn the corner. I know a lot of states have been opening up, and I've noticed Texas uh, took a spike a little bit, but hopefully that's going to mellow out. Hopefully we're going to get back to... uh, Hopefully we get back to pre-COVID-19 era sooner than later. But I still say and I still believe that uh, this has been a wake-up call for the country and a lot of manufacturing is coming home. Not just the pharmaceuticals from China, which needs to come home. We should never let. Any country, I don't care if it's China or whoever, have uh, you know be the be the country you know life saving pharmaceuticals. All of our pharmaceuticals should be manufactured here in the United States, not somewhere else. Don't you? F- I, I feel a lot more comfortable about that, but especially China. Come on. But we need to bring a lot of manufacturing back. We can't be a, a a country that is focused on service industry anymore. Yes, I know technology's there, but we gotta have we've got to have the manufacturing as well. That's got to come back home. So hopefully, people that powers that be they realize this, and uh, and 3M especially. I mean, come on you know i th- they got a they got a they they got a bad rap over those uh those masks you know that they couldn't get the their manufacturing facility facility in china what a deal but anyway hopefully hopefully people will realize that uh, we need this manufacturing here not there and it starts coming home well here's something for you Americans are still skeptic- skeptical of self-driving cars. That's what a poll shows. Matter of fact, there is a coalition of autonomous vehicle developers and road safety groups that uh, created a organization called Pave back a year ago, and the whole goal of this uh, organization is educating the public about self-driving cars now this talking about cars but you can throw trucks in there if you know if people are skeptical skeptical about self-driving cars imagine how they're going to feel if there's self-driving trucks i would say a lot more skeptical. <laughs> I know I am. There is no way on, uh, no way in the world, no amount of money that you could pay me to where I would think it was safe to be on the road with a self-driving autonomous big truck. Just not happening. But anyway, this uh, this poll from Pave. They, they're the ones that did this poll. Nearly half Americans say they would not get in a self-driving taxi. Okay. Uh, Partners for Automated Vehicle Education. That's, that's what PAVE stands for. I was looking for that. Uh, the, the, this poll was conducted online in February and March by Survey USA, and it found widespread skepticism and confusion about autonomous vehicles. No confusion. Not even skeptical. Well, you know, just no. Not going to happen. Of the 1,200 adults surveyed, 48% said they would never get in a taxi or rideshare vehicle that was being driven autonomously. I'm in that group. 21% said they were unsure about it. A fifth of the respondents said that AVs would never be safe. I'm in that group, too. And another fifth stated incorrectly that it is possible to own a completely driverless vehicle today. Pave's executive director said, Americans have a lack of trust and a lack of knowledge about AVs. No, we don't have a lack of knowledge. but We have a lack of trust. Why do I want to go learn about something that I'm not going to trust and I don't care how many times you tell me? It's safe. It'll work. I know how many times I've had my computer crash for no reason the blue screen of death that's been a problem with computers since computers came out they crash the last thing I want to do is be in one of these things and the computer crashes well actually the last thing I want to do is be in a car next to a big truck when the big trucks computer crashes and nobody behind the wheel you get the idea. <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit over the top, but you get where I'm coming from. All right, what else? What else is going on here? Navistar recalling international trucks for engine issues. A lot of a lot of uh, something they got uh, a while back. I don't think it was that serious, but this one's pretty serious. Navistar had a uh, recall. Looks like Navistar is recalling 4,500 model years to 2018 to 2020 international LT trucks and uh, 2010 to 2020 international RH trucks. That's according to NHTSA. Apparently, the wrist pin bushing of the engine connecting rod could fail. This failure could result... And An unexpected engine shutdown, which could result in a crash. This this is going to make you feel good if you own one of these trucks. So far, the Navistar has not developed a remedy for this problem. Not good for anybody there. It says owners of the affected trucks going to be contacted, so you got to hurry up and wait. Drive this thing, knowing that at any time. <clears throat> at any time. If you got questions, you can call 800-448-7825, recall number 20504. 20504, NHTSA's number for this recall, 20V-255. All right. You've tracked that. That's that's a pretty serious issue. So if you got a Navistar truck, that uh, would be of interest to you. All right. FMCSA publish the final HOS rule granting flexibility to drivers. Elaine Chao is very, very happy about this. Here, listen.
3: The U.S. Department of Transportation has announced an important modification to the Hours of Service rules that will increase safety and flexibility for America's truckers and other commercial vehicle drivers. During these challenging times, we've heard a lot from truckers and the safety community. Their concerns have been paramount, and we have acted. These new common-sense rules give truckers more options when planning their days. They will help drivers reach their destination safely without feeling like they've got to race against the clock to comply with federal mandates. They will also help truckers get the rest they need when they need it. When safety rules make sense, drivers are better able to comply and that benefits everyone. This action will result in $270 million in regulatory savings for the trucking industry. This will help our economy recover and create more jobs. This is one more example of how much this administration values America's truckers. We stand with you, working together, we can improve safety and strengthen our country's economy. Thank you for keeping America moving.
1: Okay, Elaine Chow. She is the U.S. Secretary of Transportation. You see what I mean? Every time she talks, it's like, look at us, look at us. Look what we did. Hey, 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 hey. We're good. We're great. We're the ones you appreciate. <laughs> She's a cheerleader, man. All right, now, uh, TV, they had this report. Kind of uh, puts everything in perspective, and we're going to talk more about this. Here's uh, the report from... TV.
0: This morning, the U.S. Department of Transportation announced modifications to rules for the hours truck drivers are working to help with their safety. David Kaplan tells us more about the modifications and how some are meant to help during the pandemic.
2: The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration says these modifications give the truck driver better flexibility when they operate their trucks or buses throughout the workday. Jim Mullen, acting administrator for the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, says they've heard from thousands of truck drivers across the country saying a change was needed. For
0: quite some time, we've been hearing from truck drivers that the current hours of service rules are too rigid. So they're essentially running against the clock all day on delivering their loads and the goods across the country.
2: Thursday, the U.S. Department of Transportation announced modernized changes to the hours of service rules for truck drivers. Truck drivers who worked 14-hour shifts had to take a 30-minute break at the eighth hour. Now drivers can choose when to take those breaks.
0: Instead of sitting in rush hour traffic or driving in those type of adverse conditions, they can get off the road, take a break, their their clock stops on their workday, and then they can get back on the road when it's safer, not only for them under other conditions, but they are less fatigued.
2: Modifications were also made to rules for commercial driver's licenses to avoid a truck driver worker shortage. Individuals whose uh, CDLs were otherwise expired during the shutdown, we took
0: regular, regulatory relief to make sure that those expiration dates were extended until we got out of uh, this pandemic. And DMV started to open up.
2: The testing can now be monitored remotely instead of inside the trucks to help bring drivers on board during the health crisis. Mullen says this will help to avoid a driver shortage during the pandemic. David Kaplan, WTAJ News.
1: All right, that kind of make it better. That's the WTAJ-TV, their report on this uh, hours of service rule the big thing about this is the fmcsa did nothing to address the elephant in the room and that's the uh, 14-hour clock that 14-hour clock it's just nuts okay if if you if you're non-trucking and you don't understand the 14-hour clock basically a uh, driver has 14 hours to drive their 11 See what I mean? I mean, that's it. If you, you got a bad traffic day, you got held up at a shipper, got held up at a receiver uh, during that 14-hour period from the time you started, maybe you only got three hours driving in that day before your 14-hour clock runs out. Well, you're done. You're done. You know, that's bottom line. You're done. The... Uh, The final rule features four major changes to the existing regulations. CMV operators will be required to take a 30-minute break after eight consecutive hours of driving. But that break can use on-duty, not-driving status instead of being required to be in off-duty status. Trucks with sleeper berths, two drivers can split their required 10 hours off-duty in two periods of either an 8 and 2 split or 7 and 3 split neither period counting against the driver's 14-hour window the agency will extend the window of time during which driving is premieri- permit, uh, permitted rather during adverse weather conditions by 2 hours Woo-hoo. and if you're a short haul driver You'll have a minimum of 14 hours on-duty time, and the distance you can operate will expand to 150 air miles. Drivers aren't happy about this because, again, the elephant in the room was not addressed. Uh, Different places on the uh, Internet where drivers have been commenting. Uh, This one driver... All the hard work we've been doing while the country is in crisis, and this is the way we get treated, nothing is done to benefit us and help make things a little easier for truckers. Uh, wow, they had a chance to fix the largest problem of the 14-hour clock, and they didn't take it. These changes did nothing. Great job, FMCSA. Another driver literally, she says it will help drivers get to the destination safer safer, rather, without racing against the clock while disregarding the main issue. The fact that you are racing against the clock at the 14-hour rule isn't paused. Who employs these idiots? And it goes on and on and on. Uh, They did nothing that's going to help us drivers. Who cares about more sleeper berth splits? We're still on the stopwatch. You know, that 14-hour rule, that's a killer, man. You know, that's why I've said all along they need to go back to the way it was. <clears throat> the ten eight rule. That was simple. They need to go back to ten eight rule, get rid of these ELDs. That's that's where I'm at. You know, ELDs are a pain. I know some drivers are liking them. I I I, I just don't think I do very well with the ELD. Just don't. Now groups like the ATA and Truckload Carriers Association the TCA they've spoken out in favor of these HOA hours of service changes. Today's rule is the result of a two-year data-driven process and it will result in needed flexibility for America's professional truck drivers while maintaining the safety of our roads. ATA, okay. TCA The new hours of service changes shows that the FMCSA is listening to industry and fulfilling its duty to establish data-driven regulations that truly work. Wow. I bet they really have to wash their noses (laughs) three or four times a day. And their lips, I would not want to touch those lips, huh? Agency estimated agency. And when I say agency, we're talking about the FMCSA. They uh, estimate the changes will save American consumers and the U.S. economy nearly 274 million bucks. I don't know how they do that math, but okay. These uh, hours of service changes expect to go into effect September of 2020. September of 2020. Yeah, I'd like to see what you think about it. Honestly, I'm not a big fan. I'm, the only thing about the rules I like about the new hours of service that I wish they would have with the 10-8 rule back in the day was that 34-hour restart. I think if you know, that's the best thing they've ever done to trucking, you know, with the logbook, 34-hour restart. But uh, uh, this pretty much joke everything we have here. And I guarantee you, you could go back and you'll find lobbyists and some of these politicians that will not address the issue of the 14-hour clock because they've got groups that are uh, making probably substantial donations. They just don't want to be yelled at by some of these groups Things of that nature anyway. You get the idea. There's more to it than that. All right. I've pretty much uh, covered everything we needed to discuss today. We're talking more about this on Friday morning with the uh, FBTV Radio Live. If you're looking for new videos, don't forget the morning coffee. On YouTube and podcast you know you can uh, subscribe to the FBTV FBTV morning podcast my my mouth is not working today like uh, I'd like for it to (laughs) but uh, we're we're getting there anyway check out the FBTV morning coffee Uh, subscribe to it we'll be back uh, Friday for the FBTV radio live 10am central time Until then, be safe, be healthy, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye now.